the book of Isaiah. Again the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as the shield, or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child, and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse evil and choose the good, a land before whose two kings you're in bread will be deserted. The word of the Lord.
Now, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was bound to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, plans to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had spoken, what had been spoken by the Lord to the prophet, Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son. So he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Joseph's vocation, and he said he thought that Mary was called 
the God bearer because she housed God from conception to birth. But Joseph was a God bearer too because he chose to stick around and shelter Jesus from birth into adulthood. He found a place in which the baby could be born out of the wind and rain. He fled Bethlehem and took his family to Egypt to escape Herod. And then he settled his little family in Nazareth, and there the carpenter built a home for the incarnate God to grow up in. Oh, the things that the walls of Joseph's house must have witnessed, the dreams that must have been had in that carpenter's I was at a Christmas party recently, and someone handed out caroling sheets, and we all started to sing. And at some point, the hymn of stable limbs lighted This is the hymn that our bishop quoted in his Christmas message this week, which I highly recommend to you, both the bishop's message and the hymn. The hymn is the one with the words, And every stone shall cry, and every stone shall cry. And straw like gold shall shine, a barn shall harbor heaven, a stall become a shrine. Makes me cry every time. Because anything powerful enough to make stones cry better have some sort of effect on our hearts, right? And when we say that even the stones can cry, and the walls can hear, and the straw can shine, then we know that something mystical is afoot. It is the mystery of the Incarnation tied up with the humanity of a carpenter that so moves me this year. Moved by the pin and the crying stones, Bishop Gates elaborated beautifully on how the light of Christ came to soften our hearts of stone and shine through our darkness, that the darkness could not be overcome by that light. And yet in his letter, I heard something simple and important that sent me down another path. I heard him saying that Jesus was born in a cave made of stone. We know that while images of New England barns grace our nativity scenes, Jesus was more likely born in a rocky shelter where livestock could come and get out of the weather. We know that if the narrative is accurate, if Mary and Joseph had just arrived in Bethlehem to be counted, and if there was no room in the inn, and if an innkeeper did indeed send them to rest with the animals, then God's arrival here on earth as a baby was into a rocky cave. We also know that 33 years later, a rich man, coincidentally named Joseph, laid Jesus' body to rest in another stone. And I can imagine that both caves, if they could witness what came to rest in them, would weep. Jesus, Jesus. Coming to us as a baby to save us and then suffering such a tremendous death makes us weep because these two acts of love, these bookends of his human life, are two of the most extraordinary acts of love that have happened on this earth. And humans met this act of love with love, starting with Mary and Joseph. When God decided to become incarnate, In a vulnerable human body, it was clear that God was going to need to be sheltered. And so creation stepped up to meet him and shelter him. He was given a womb to grow in, a cave to be born in, probably a simple tent when he was a refugee with his parents in Egypt, a house in Nazareth built by his carpenter dad, resting places throughout his nomadic ministry in Bethany and beyond and another rock cave for his body to rest in in the end. It makes me wonder how we are still being asked to house this incarnate Jesus because he is still asking for a home in you, in me. He's asking for us to have the courage to carry him and birth him He's asking for us to build a place for him in our hearts and in our daily lives and in our world.
be a vacuum, a carpenter in each of us to listen to our dreams, to let our dreams win over our best laid plans, to take risks and voyage far and build a house for the Christ child. That he may dwell in us, that he may grow and live and move and have his being right here in the dwelling place created just for him.
pray also for all, for all who are in prison, homeless, grieving, or lonely. For the open orphans and widows of today, we ask that in your name all oppression shall cease. As we pray. Oh Lord Jesus, O oh, day spring, disperse the gloomy clouds of night and put, put death's dark shadows to flight. For all who have died in the communion of your church, especially Rosa, Lee Lisenberger, Hans, and Brian Lisenberger, and for all whose faith is known to you alone, that with all the saints they may have rest in the place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus, Almighty and transcendent God, you call to us, saying, Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Let your spirit open our lives to hope, that we may see Christ in his coming, to whom be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
what did we hear last year? And Susan said, wrong question. <laughs> Haven't you read your materials? You wrote them. <laughs> I said, all, all right, what should we give? And she named the figure, and I said, can we afford that? And she said, we can't afford not to. We'll get the doors open no matter what you know about. But what this, what this drive is about this year is ministry. It's the ministry of maintaining this place so that all those 12-step programs and musical groups that come here have a home. It's, a, it's the ministry of frankly raising the salaries for some of our long-term people who have not had a salary increase in three years. It's a ministry that says to young couples, we will have professional daycare here for you when you come on a Sunday morning. We welcome you. We want you. It's a ministry that says we have money to reach out to St. Stephen's and to reach out to other places in this community and beyond. That's what this is about. So if you have pledged and you haven't asked a Susan question, I encourage you to do it. You can call the office and say, whoops, made a mistake. I want to give some more. Let it be so. Amen. Thank you, Walter. Walter has, uh, has spearheaded this uh, for the whole community this year with um, wonderful words and a lot of work. So we all have uh, a lot of gratitude for that work that's been done. So a couple of other things. They are in here, but I want to put it up. Uh, the office will be closed the whole week, Christmas Day through New Year's Day. But that doesn't mean you can't get a hold of clergy in an emergency. Just call the church office and go to extension 12, which is me. It's all written right down here. And I get actually get those messages. If you leave a message on the church phone, I get that in my cell phone. So um, don't feel like you can't reach out to clergy, but we, given the staffing configuration and everything that's going on and the um, contractual loveliness of the weekend at Christmas being off for clergy, we are going to be, the office will be closed. But you can reach us emergency, and please do not hesitate to do so if it's an emergency. And then on a happy note, tonight and tomorrow night are the last chance to come to the Advent Vesper service in the chapel. This is an incredibly beautiful, intimate, calming, peaceful, lovely little service. 20 minutes. It only takes 20 minutes. It's candlelit. We have music, musical offerings by some of you who have been so generous with doing that in the midst of this busy season. So please do consider coming. It's for all ages. It's very brief um, and really, really special. Just a way to soften your heart for the things that are coming. If you're visiting with us, we're especially glad you're here. Trinity folks, please extend a warm hand as well to all those seated around you. And there will be healing prayer over here during communion. And finally, as we say each week, at this table here, at God's table, there are no outcasts, no strangers, and no unwanted guests. All are welcome to come and feast at the table of our Lord Jesus Christ. So please do come and make that. Let us walk in love, as Christ loves us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us to spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace, and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. In the name of God and this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We are one body, May the sun of righteousness shine upon you and scatter the darkness from before your path. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you this day and always.